What's up, everybody? Hey, have you guys ever heard of the Super Bowl Shuffle? Well, my next guest is a college Hall of Fame quarterback and 1985 Chicago Bears quarterback, Super Bowl champion. Stay tuned. You won't want to miss this one. Five, four, three, two, one. This is the Good Dudes Grow 2.0. On the Good Dudes Grow 2.0, we're here to let you know the importance of plant-based medicine and psychedelics on mental and physical health. We're bringing you stories of how these medicines have changed lives and can save lives. We want to teach you the healing power of plant-based medicine. This is the Good Dudes Grow 2.0. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Good Dudes Grow. I am... Honored and thrilled to have the legend, College Hall of Fame, Super Bowl champion of the Chicago Bears, the 85 season, Mr. Jim McMahon, and probably the star of the Super Bowl shuffle, but that's all we're going to talk about it because it never goes away, right? Good. Thank God, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say I was a star either. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I think I was uh, 16 when I watched you guys play played back then. It was just like, I love that whole season. Of course, I have a Dolphins fan at the fire station. I'm like, they were the best team that he goes, yeah, but I think the Dolphins beat them once that season. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we well, at least they want to play that night. That's why we lost. <laughs> so compared to football back then, I, I asked Kyle the same thing compared to football back then to now it's a gentler football game. Do, do you think that you would have less injuries compared to now with all the protection they have with all the quarterbacks? Well, it's, it's definitely nice to know that you can stand in the pocket and not hit, get hit in the knees or, you know, in the head. Uh, but I'm sure that uh, I, I might have taken off a few times and ran the ball a little bit. So I probably still would have had some injuries, but uh, probably quite a few less. So so one of the biggest things in the news, and uh, we talked a little bit before we started the show, is that the NFL just decided to award two universities, University of San Diego, University of Regina up in Canada, a million dollars to do cannabis research for concussions in the NFL. What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, that's typical NFL, you know, <clears throat> awarding uh, grants or whatever to, to studies that have already been done for, you know, 50 to 100 years. So. You know, government had a patent on this stuff, I think, for 75, 80 years now. They've, they've known about it. Uh, but like I said, typical NFL, they gave $100 million to Harvard to a study that had been done for, for years. Uh, you know, they ended up taking that money back because they weren't getting the results they wanted. So we'll see how the, we'll see how the results come back from these other uh, grants and stuff. So uh, but it's, it's definitely it's, it's, a, it's a medicinal herb. It is not a drug. You know, it's a, it's an anti-inflammatory. It's actually a neuroprotective. So, you know, anybody that plays, you know, contact sports should be allowed to, uh, to use it. And you've, you've been using it for a while. It's not, it's not like you just decided after, after your career, you decided to partake in it. You, you've actually been using it for all, all through your career, correct? Correct. I started, uh, my uh, first enjoyed it in 1973. So, uh, I was, I've been a proponent of it for a long time. I didn't know, I didn't know at the time how good it was for me. I just knew what it did to me. It, it made me sleep, made me eat, made me feel better. And, uh, uh since I've, I've met this doctor, Dr. Uma Donna Ballin, she's world renowned. Uh, she knows all, she goes more about cannabis than anybody I've ever met. She's been teaching me the medical part of it. I said, doc, you don't have to, you know, sell me. I've, I've, I've been a proponent for a long, long time. And uh, I'm going to continue to do that. Uh, it's just, 
it's a hell of a lot better than the pills that I was taking for all those years. You know, those are addictive. Uh, those mess up your, you know, your kidneys, your liver. Uh, you can't sleep. Uh, you can't even go to the bathroom on some of those pills. So uh, this is a much better alternative. And I'm glad to see at least they're taking the right steps uh, in the NFL. And hopefully this will go across the board to other companies that, you know, they do drug tests. And, you know, this stuff lasts in your system a long, long time. And because your body craves it, that's why it stays in your system that long. You know, we've been deprived for generations now of, the, of this plant. And, uh, you know, they're finally starting to realize, hey, it's, it's not really a drug. It's, it's something to help the, help the body. And that, I tell people all the time, that's, how, that's why it's so pungent. You know, because back in the day, these people had to find it so they could heal themselves. And uh, thank God it's, uh, we found it now. Right. Thank God they're bringing it back to the, to the forefront. I, I heard, listened to you on another panel with, with uh, Bo Williams and everybody else, and you told a story, but you played, you actually played with broken vertebrae in your neck, and you didn't know about it, correct? Well, I, I didn't know at the time. You know, right. I, I just know my legs went numb. I was playing, actually playing for the Vikings up in New York in the playoffs in uh, 1993, and uh, I got hit early in the game from one side and then a guy hit me from the other side. So my neck went totally the different way. My legs went totally numb. Uh, they thought I was knocked out. You know, I, I remember hearing the broadcast later and say, Oh, he's out. And I said, I wasn't out. I was wide awake. I kept telling people, don't touch me. You know, I can't feel my legs. And, uh, you know, I don't know how long I laid there, but I got up and walked off, missed a couple series, went back in the game and then, uh, was rolling out, let go of a pass. The D lineman jumped up to try to block it, missed the ball and barely, you know, barely touched my head. It would have been a, a flag in today's game, but uh, <laughs> barely brushed my head and my legs went numb again. And I'm like, uh oh, this something's not right. And I was able to make it off the field and we, we ended up losing the game. So our season's over. And basically you're, the next morning you go in to see the head coach and say, OK, see, see you next summer or whatever. And I never got tested. Uh, I didn't realize I had a broken neck. Until uh, probably 10 years after I retired, I was going through um, uh, workman's comp and had to go through a bunch of physicals. They did x-rays and they said, when did you break your neck? And I'm like, well, I, I didn't know I broke it. <laughs> and uh, he says, yeah, look right here. Your C6 and 7 are cracked and compressed. So I played three more years, so I'm lucky to be walking. That's that, that's def definitely impressive. Now, you you... You're a big advocate right now for concussions and teaching people about concussions, correct? Well, Jeremy Ronick and I started a foundation, Players Against Concussions, I don't know how many years ago. Uh, and ba basically just to bring awareness, you know, especially to parents who, uh, you know, have young kids playing sports or just young kids in general. It doesn't take a whole lot. You know, you don't have to make a, a big, massive fall. You just fall the wrong way and bump your head the wrong way. You can have some serious problems. And... Uh, you know, it's not just the concussion syndrome. Yeah, the thing I'm suffering with now is uh, my bones in my neck and my head my uh, are, are out of whack, and <clears throat> my spinal fluid doesn't flow properly. And when that, when that starts to back up, I start getting really bad headaches. I have to go to uh, to New York about every three to four months to get this thing adjusted again, and then I can function fairly normally. But when I start having these headaches and, and I start losing speech and just all want to lay in a dark room. I know, hey, it's time to go see the doctor. I know. I know. You said before that you're 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 being taught by one of the the renowned doctors on cannabis. 
What do you think with the study out of Oregon that came out that uh, cannabinoids can actually help with COVID? This is just off the subject, off the curve, but I thought I'd throw that out at you. I did hear that, but cannabis, it, it cures a lot of different ailments. You know, it's, uh, there's so many different uh, plants and breeds and, and what they're doing now, these guys are just amazing uh, scientists that are, you know, crossbreeding different strains, you know, just for specific ailments. And uh, I myself am, am an OG guy that I don't, uh, the other things don't seem to help me at all. Uh, I enjoy them. I enjoy, you know, taking the edibles and, and uh, uh, the topicals. I, I use all kinds of products and uh, it's, it's it's the best thing that I've, I've ever used in all my, you know, I'm 62 now. So it's, I got a lot of ailments, you know, right now I'm, I'm recovering <laughs> from, uh, I had ankle surgery the day before Thanksgiving this year or last year and uh, had some complications, had some infections, had to go back in the hospital for eight days, had two more surgeries. I've been on my couch the last two months. I still can't walk. So uh, it's getting closer. I'm putting more pressure on it now, but uh, I still got a huge hole in my foot and, Hopefully that uh, the skin grafts that they've been applying will, will take place and I'll be able to walk on the course here in the next couple of months. Well, I'm praying for you to so you can get back on your feet slowly. You and you, how, how you wanted to get into cannabis in, in the cannabis business, I heard, and you've been trying for a while. You finally got that opportunity with Kyle and a couple other players. Tell us how that came about and tell us what, why you feel that, it's a, it's a good idea for you to get in the cannabis industry and advocate now in front of everybody because everybody else seems to be doing it. But tell us why you feel it's time. Well, I've been trying for the last, I moved to Arizona in 2010 and I tried to get into, they were just starting the, to get into the cannabis business here. And I tried to get a, my own dispensary and this and that, but it was just, it was just a pain in the butt. And then there's there's a lot of shady characters in this business, like every other business. You know, you got to try to weed out the people that are, you know, BSing you. And, uh, you know, when I, when I ran into Kyle a couple of years ago, uh, you know, he'd been in the business for a while. We talked about what the plant has done for us. It's, you know, it's basically saved our lives, you know, get us off the, the pills that are going to kill you. And uh, we just started talking and he said, hey, I'm putting together a team, you know, him, my, uh, him, myself. Uh, Ricky Williams was part of it early on, Evan Britton. Uh, I, I think Ricky's now going on and doing his own thing with his own brand. But uh, Kyle is very, very knowledgeable about the plant. He's, he's spoken to Congress. He's spoken to the NFL uh, hierarchy. Uh, you know, I'm just happy to, to have guys that I can trust now in the business. And, and we can just go and just talk about the plant and, 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 our, and our brand. And, and hopefully people will enjoy it like, like we have. That's great. That's amazing. So you got this new documentary coming out called the Mad Mac, the uh, Jim McMahon story without telling us the whole story. Cause I'm sure you can't tell us the, the whole story, but what was that like? What was that about? Well, when the guy first approached me, he's a guy out of, he's basically, he's out of Canada, but he lives in LA now he does, has done a lot of uh, documentaries. And I said, what is going to be different that hasn't been already out there? You know, Cause I didn't run. I'm just, waste my time and have the same old stuff out there. But uh, he says, I would just want to take a little different approach, you know, interview different people, not, not just athletes. Uh, he does interview quite a few other athletes played with other sports and uh, just a different take, I guess. I, I've seen about the first half of it. I have not seen the second half. The first half is basically, you know, from my childhood up to, I think, the Super Bowl. And then I think the second half is going to be more of what's been happening since I retired finding out about my head and, 
and getting involved in uh, uh, all these different charities that I've, that I've worked with. So I'm looking forward to seeing the whole thing. So it's still not uh, totally done. That's great. T- tell us a couple of, a little bit about your charity so we can actually get those on, on the broadcast and I'll see if we can help you guys out as well. Well, I, I, I deal with a lot of different charities, a lot of uh, military charities. Uh, I, I can't even remember the, the exact names of it. Folds of Honor, for one, pops out. Uh, Hope for the Warriors. Uh, it's a Marine thing in uh, Camp Lejeune. Um, but anything anything involving the military, I'm there. I've I worked with St. Jude's in the past. Um, still do a lot with them. So, you know, whatever charity is uh, needs help, I'm there. I mean, it's just, we got some things here in Arizona that I've been involved with uh, for some unwed mothers. I can't remember the name of the charity, but... Uh, all my friends have their own charities and we, we kind of reciprocate. We go back and forth to each other's golf tournaments and, and try to support each other. That's amazing. That's great. If people wanted to follow you and follow your journey with Revenant MJ and everything else and how that's working, where would they follow you? It's your Instagram handle and stuff. I believe it's at Jim McMahon. Uh, I don't personally do it. I've got a team of people that uh, are working through that and, and they, they do all the daily, whatever it is. I, I've never even been on Twitter or Facebook. So. <laughs> I really don't care what people do all day long or and uh, as long as it doesn't interfere. Well, I used to, if it didn't interfere with my tea time, I really didn't care. But now it's just <laughs> interview with me getting off the couch. <laughs> Maybe if we put the phone a little farther away from you in the couch, it'll help you get to it. <laughs> yeah. Be like a little exercise. It's, it's still rough moving this thing around, but every, you know, once it sits in a certain place for so long and I try to move it, oh, it's not, it's not any fun. When I'm tired of these crutches. I got, I got damn uh, blister, not blisters. What do you call them? Calluses already. Calluses. And, oh, <laughs> I'm too old for these surgeries. I thought I was done when I retired, but I've since had about four or five since I quit. So, Tom, on one last question, tell me a little bit about the the lawsuit you guys had with the NFL. Tell us everybody a little bit about that. Well, it should have never been. Uh, name the concussion lawsuit because it had nothing to do with concussions. You know, you can get a concussion and they'll go away, but it's, it's what happens after. So unless you don't have, unless you develop uh, Parkinson's dementia, ALS, um, I think there was a couple other, you know, major brain uh, diseases. Unless you actually have that, you don't get a dime. And it's, it's, I was one of the named plaintiffs on the suit and, um, they told me I had to go do all their testing and everything. And they told me I wasn't impaired enough. <laughs> I, I literally sat in front of a guy for about six hours and he asked me the same 10 questions. You know, he'd give me a break and then come back and ask me the questions again. And, and I, I go, is this what I'm doing? I'm going to have to sit here until I answer enough questions to tell you I'm normal. And basically that was it. And uh, I said, I'd love to take this test when I'm having one of my episodes, when I'm, when my you know, spinal fluid is messing up. And I'm laying in a dark room. I'd like to take that test again. But, uh, yeah, I was flat out denied. And, uh, you know, I'm not done with it. You know, I'm, I'm going to keep going right. back because I know I know there's going to be some problems, worse problems than I've already had, even though they diagnosed me with early onset dementia about 10 years ago. And that was when I was really a, I was basically a vegetable I mean, until these doctors in New York called me and said, hey, we can we think we can help you. And I ended up going back there and they explained to me what they thought was happening. And they put me in the MRI machine and it was exactly what they said. I had three different blockages in, in my head and my neck. And uh, the first time they adjusted me, it was like 
it was like a lifesaver. It was like a pool draining or toilet. Just I could feel this stuff actually leaving my brain. It was amazing. Right. And uh, he said, it's probably not going to last because it's been out of whack for 20 years. And sure enough, that night, because I had to stay in New York for seven days because of this, that night it, it came back out of whack and I was in excruciating pain. And they actually had to sedate me the next day to put me on that table to adjust it again. But he says, the longer I can keep it in place, the longer it will stay in place. And so every three to four months, I go back, get the, get the adjustment, and then I can function fairly normally. That's incredible. That's incredible. Jim, I appreciate you for coming on my show. That, that's all I got for you. This was, again, an honor from, from somebody who's watched you on the 85 Super Bowl and having a, a basically Facebook stalking you until I can actually get you on my show. <laughs> it's been an honor and a highlight of my day. Thank you very much. All right, I appreciate it, and I appreciate your, your help as a first responder, my man. Keep up the good work. Uh, we're all behind you. Thank you. I greatly appreciate it. Okay, thanks a lot. All right, See bye. You. Good Dudes Grow 2.0. Thank you for tuning in. If you're still listening to this, that means you gained something out of this episode. So make sure you share it with a friend, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode of The Good Dudes Grow 2.0.